I'm Kim Beller. And this is Art Nest Podcast, where we share authentic conversations about art, our artful lives and our practice, and probably everything in between. We're about to get raw and authentic with you. talking about today <laughs> well why don't we talk about remember the other day when we went out on our little artist date together oh, yes. to the Asheville Black Mountain College Museum mm-hmm. I just loved that that was a fun day it was and it wasn't really supposed to happen remember we were headed to the Asheville Museum of Art mm-hmm. It was a Tuesday. And they were closed. And they were closed. And we didn't even know until the last minute. That's right. Right. I just thought it'd be fun to talk about the artist date and how that um, experience that day is like one thing led to another for me. Yeah. After our little excursion in Asheville. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about that. I think that's great. That's the way it's supposed to work, right? (laughs) One thing leads to another. It inspires you. Absolutely. I love it. We went to the Black Mountain College Museum, Mm -hmm. and that museum is a museum that has a lot of art from students that attended Black Mountain College in Black Mountain. Which is no longer. Unfortunately, because what a cool... I know. I mean, very There were some heavy hitters that went to that. There really were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we ended up, we were going to go, like you said, to the Asheville Art Museum, and then Leslie texted, they're not open, so we had to regroup, mm-hmm. and we both tossed a couple of ideas around, and then Leslie said, what about the Black Mountain um, College Museum? So we ended up there, which is, by the way, in Asheville, not Black Mountain, mm-hmm. in downtown Asheville, and it's a really cool spot. It's mm-hmm. kind of small. Mm-hmm. And very doable mm. in a day. Yeah, you it's know. not overwhelming. It's, no, not overwhelming at all. And just easy to get through, but a lot of cool things to look at. Mm-hmm. And the the main exhibition was John Cage. Yeah. And John Cage is um, an American composer who went to Black Mountain College. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of John Cage. Had you? No. I don't know if you know this, but I started taking piano lessons when I was six years old. Oh. And I played piano for years. Oh. And yeah. And when we moved from Wilmington to Topsail, I finally got rid of my piano that I'd had since I was six years old. Mm. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, talking about one thing leading to another, after we went to that exhibition, I was like, oh, I wish I still had my piano because oh. I want to play the piano so bad right now. Wow. And in fact, I don't know if you heard me asking the girl behind the desk at the museum about that grand piano that was in there. I was like, does anybody play that? Like, what's the, I wanted to play it so bad. I looked up John Cage, and I started listening to some of his music, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. I really loved it. And he's very, um, well, he's also practiced Zen Buddhism, Mm -hmm. so there, that is reflected in his music. Very much so. I loved listening. So I've been listening to that in the mornings if I'm making art. It's been really relaxing. So that's kind of one example of one thing leading to another. Uh-huh. I came home and I found another favorite artist I like to listen I to. Love it. I also shared it with Misty's son, Jade, who is also a pianist. And he, you know, so I thought he might enjoy that. Right. 
Oh, I love moody music. Yeah, so, me too. And then also another thing it led to as I was looking him up and looking up things about him was I had no idea he was an amateur mycologist. I didn't know that either. Yeah. There's a podcast called The Mushroom Revival. And I found through looking him up, I found that podcast because the, the two hosts of the podcast were talking about him in their podcast. And about his music, and I mean, it was just a really cool listen. Awesome. I shared it with you, but I don't know if you had a, le- a chance. No, I haven't. Yet to listen to it, but what did you, so there's other things too that I want to touch on. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a really cool exhibit in there, and I guess what I walked away from, uh, inspired from, was a downstairs piece that his wife had done and it was on a large piece of paper and in the background I love these interactive pieces of art in museums like you were invited to sit at a drafting table and respond to this moody music now I cannot remember if it was something that he wrote or played but it was still this kind of ambient music in the background And her response on paper was beautiful, I thought. They were just really uh, big um, movement pieces with just a piece of charcoal or pencil. But the strokes were large and circular and they repeated each other. But it was her response to this music. And there was something about the movement to music that really inspired me when I came home and so I tried to mirror that effect in my studio I pulled up some music and um kind of practice holding a pencil very loosely and even myself I was moving with the music and drawing at the same time and of course it brought uh feelings of being out in the forest and kind of the movement trees make in the wind and so it was very it was a very calming exercise and it I find that it helped loosen me up before I was actually going to start um, a formal piece on on canvas and so behind you you see some of that response oh um, this one this one right here wow yeah. So we're at Leslie's again in Leslie's studio, and there's a gorgeous painting on the easel, and it is mm-hmm. two people in the forest, and it's, wow, it's, it's kind of ethereal. It's, I'm glad that you got that. Because, I really like it, and yeah. I see that you have a piece of sheet music collage uh-huh. on here. Uh-huh. The forest, through the forest stillness. Through da-da-da-da-da. the forest stillness, yeah. Oh, Wow. That's so cool that that came from your seeing that painting in the museum mm-hmm. and then in that inspired you to come home. So that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. here today. One thing leads to another. Yeah. In I art and in life. Right. That yeah. is beautiful. And that is interesting that you brought that up because I didn't, I don't know that I saw that same piece. I don't think you and I talked about it no. in the museum. If I saw it, I didn't have the same reaction to it and the sit with it and yeah. pick up on what you picked up on. Yeah. But several months, well, last year sometime, 
I did something similar to that. So what happened is Jackie, my friend Jackie in Wilmington, was teaching a yoga class mm-hmm. online. It was pandemic. Everybody's having to start teaching inside now and all that. And so she had all of her yoga classes had to move to online. Mm-hmm. And she and I did a collaboration where... She was teaching, and I was watching her video of her teaching in my studio. And while she was teaching, I was being filmed painting to her teaching. Oh, wow. (laughs) So everything that she said was movement on the page and what came through. And it was kind of that same thing, but it was painting to her teaching and I've also done that with um someone reading poetry before Mm. and so as the person is reading the poetry I'm painting or drawing or whatever it is that's coming through so that is such a cool yeah now this makes me want to go home and (laughs) (laughs) turn on some music and paint to the music yeah absolutely. and preferably outside yeah I I feel like I want to do that outside and big it's a great forest exercise Uh, we should try (laughs) right well so one of the things that stood out to me and this kind of goes back to our not last episode, but the episode before that, the avant-garde mm-hmm. uh, episode where we were talking about framing and canvases and yeah. cradle boards and all that, oh, which is still exhausting to me, right. honestly, to yeah. try to figure all that out. But there was a particular painting downstairs, and you and I talked about it, yeah. the big, long painting. And remember, he had these like tacks. There were like five tacks in a row on the edges and then another five and then another. And so he had these cool looking tacks or yeah. they did. John Cage is no longer with us. Yeah. They had it hung that way with the tacks mm. and not framed and not on a cradle board and not in a canvas. And I remember thinking if John Cage can do that, right. I can do that too. I love it. I know. Any and, kind of alternate way of hanging. Right. Yeah. That, that was inspiring as well. There's so it many things inspiring. that you can use to hang art with. I mean, I think we even talked about clipboards. We've talked yes. about different kinds of tacks and nails. Mm-hmm. I was in an exhibition in when I was living in the Hudson Valley at a little gallery on Main Street in Beacon, New York. And the way that I displayed my painting, it was a 22 by 30 on Fabriano Artistico paper, mm-hmm. the hot press paper that I love. That's one of my favorite papers. And... Because of what we talked about a few episodes ago, and I was like, I don't want to choose a frame because someone else is probably not going to like the frame. Mm-hmm. Now, I am rethinking that after our talk. Right. <laughs> but at the time, I got one of those wooden, it, it magnetizes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like magneted at the top and yep. magneted at the bottom. Yeah, so it and looks it like a, a scroll. Hang. Yeah, it yeah. looks like those, like a scroll. Yeah. And that was the way it was hung in the exhibition. I like that. And I actually really liked the way it looked, yeah. to tell you the truth. Yeah. What else that day? So that day, I remember walking in thinking it was a beautiful space, first of all. Mm-hmm. And their staircase that led downstairs was open and hanging from a ceiling was something that you instantly recognized, but yes. I didn't. And you didn't say anything about it, but I. Maybe you didn't instantly recognize it. Mm-hmm. You might have questioned it, I think. Because I, when I you did. went downstairs to the bookstore... I instantly recognized it instantly. and was like, whoa, that looks like Ruth Asawa. And, but it can't be. I mean, come on. How could that be here at the Black Mountain Museum? 
college. Yeah. College museum. Right. <laughs> and, but I instantly recognized it as her work. Yeah. But I thought that it was someone else's work uh-huh. that went to that college. Okay. Come to find out, Ruth Asawa went to Black Mountain College. And you told How me all freaking about, cool is I know. that? I, I loved that. And so I was super inspired to, I, I also came home and started looking up some of her work. Had you not known about no, her before? No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Don't you love her work? No, it's, it's just, I mean, her lanterns, her light work, the, yes. the, they're very sculptural. They're all of um, almost like a weaved um, wire. Wire, yeah. Which um, is, can you imagine doing that? No, I mean, I don't even know how to begin to do that. But um, it's just, it was just an inspiring piece. And so it was inspiring. long. Uh, kind of this oblong piece. It was gorgeous. So, yeah, that was that was something that led me to do a little research. And um, uh, it's funny because she works with wire. I was thinking, how do I do this with twigs? You know, how, mm-hmm. how can I incorporate this with natural things from the forest? Oh, yeah. so I was me... literally just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how could I make something yeah. similar yeah. but with natural found objects? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> See, there we go again. Uh-huh. That is cool. Well, there was also a book about her yep. down there that I actually bought a copy. I bought a copy for myself. <laughs> it's a children's book. Yeah. <laughs> but I bought a copy for myself and I bought a copy for... My good friend Libby at the beach, one of her granddaughters. Nice. And because her granddaughter and I have a little art thing going, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the book is really cool. And even though it's a children's book and geared towards children, it talks about her life. And how she was really just, as a child, noticing art in everything. Mm -hmm. Which is what we do as artists. Absolutely. We see art in everything. And I love her work. Mm -hmm. And I've been a fan of hers for a while. But I had no idea that she went to Black Mountain College. Mm. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. And she's from California. Cool. Or lived in, I mean, I guess she's from California. Yeah. Pretty mm. sure she's from California. Yeah. Um, wow. Anybody that doesn't know Ruth Asawa, A-S-A-W-A, mm-hmm. look her up. She's, she's inspiration. She's, she's good inspiration. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. I like think it, it would force, I think it, it forces you when you're working with sculptural pieces like that and mm-hmm. metal there's a lot of problem solving that goes on. Oh, and yeah. I think that's why I, I, it leads me to think about other materials to use mm-hmm. and the problem solving that's going on in my head now. How do I use this with twigs or vines mm-hmm. um, to create something similar? I, I, love, I love how one thing leads to another. It's really cool. Yeah, me too. Um, what about the tree they had down in their library? They oh. had an in-house library. That was really sweet. And I loved that. Was mm-hmm. that called the wish tree? Yeah. The wish tree, it was mm-hmm. a little, um, it was like a cut-off branch, mm-hmm. and it had little limbs coming out from it, mm-hmm. and it had these little tags so you could you could pick up your own tag off the table and write a wish. Mm-hmm. And I just loved reading some of those wishes. I think it's really... And some of them made me sad. I know. I did see some sad ones. I did peek mm-hmm. um, and, and I read some of them. But it made me think about some of the installations I've seen. Um, one in Franklin, Tennessee... There was a really cool store, like a mercantile shop, and they had this kind of like chicken wire, sort of the same concept. You could take a t- piece of paper and write a wish mm-hmm. or a hope or whatever, and 
um, clip it onto the, the wire um, hanger. There was one, and I cannot remember which bathroom, but there was... In the bathroom? In the ladies' room. <laughs> they had something very similar. Um, they had a little uh, frame with wire on it, and, and they had pieces of paper and pen right there in the restroom, and you could you could write whatever you wanted. I think it's cool that it was in the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that kept people from writing on the bathroom walls. Oh, <laughs> wow. What a great idea. But once you get, you know, several people hanging stuff on there, it really takes on a life of its own. And it's it's so beautiful when it's full. Mm-hmm. Another installation I remember, something very similar, was in downtown Asheville, Um, somebody had painted a wall on the street with chalkboard paint, black chalkboard paint. And I think the sentence started out, uh, before I die, I want to blah, blah, blah. And you finish it. Mm -hmm. So people, hundreds of people had written in on the blank lines. Oh, wow. That's what they wanted to do. Did you write one? I did. Do you want to share what you no, wrote? No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. It's I kind of like sharing it. your birthday wish. Yeah. Like I you just, don't want to do right, it yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I th- I love those um, interactive and community pieces. And that sort of piggybacks on to what I was saying last episode that, you know, we do these sorts of things, these, these group efforts or these group crafts to... Just remember where we came from and bring the community closer together. Right. So, um, yeah, I loved that little tree in Me the museum. Me too. So. Did you read the little card about it? No. What What was the... The vision is Yoko Ono's vision. <gasps> no! Yeah, so I read the card, and I had seen something about this a while ago, um, about wish trees, but I didn't realize that particular tree in that museum was based on her wish tree. So it's it's called the Imagine Peace Tower. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so it's wish trees that she started this interactive artwork years ago after John Lennon passed away. Right. Or was killed. It's It's been in a lot of different museums and, um, and so that exhibitions from effort her. effort has been around the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know what it reminds me of? So here we go. One thing leads to another. It reminds yes. me of the peace cranes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This totally. is amazing. So, yeah, look up Yoko Ono's Wish Tree, and you'll see all about that. That's really cool. And so that was pretty cool that we got to see I that in that museum. That. I just love going to museums. You want to get inspired? Again, Julia Cameron, take yourself on an artist date, right? Yeah. We're supposed to do it by ourselves. Well, based on Julia Cameron's rule. <laughs> but we're rule <laughs> breakers. Breaker, so forget that nonsense. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We need we need our girlfriends every now and then. Yeah, so, it is um, great to go on artist dates by yeah, yourself, and yeah. you and I have both done that. Yeah, but it's also really fun to have a friend to go along with. Right, and that leads me to another thing I was thinking about a few days ago. I was thinking about um, you and I going out into the forest mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. You've already mentioned in in an earlier podcast that you're working on your certification to be the the forest therapy certification. Yep. And so that was really cool that you and I went out into the forest and you shared with me some of the invitations Mm. that are part of your training. One of the things, as I was thinking about that memory, (laughs) I started thinking everyone, all of us, 
all of us artists need a good friend that we can talk art with mm -hmm. and bounce ideas off and share our struggles and just talk about what we're working on and somebody that gets it, somebody that cares, somebody that is your like is supporting you. Mm -hmm. Like I think we all need that. Absolutely. And I was thinking like how lucky we are that we have that. I agree. And I hope I wish that for everyone because we've talked about too before how people can get competitive. And there's just no, re I mean, honestly, there's just no reason. No. And we're all different and we're all going to do our own thing. And it's just so good to have that support I and agree. friendship and a, just a little partner in crime. You know? I, I, I believe that I because that. I never, I, I felt really strong when I was actually in those books with my artist friends from France. Mm -hmm. When the, the five of us got together yes. and discussed the books we've done three books together and I always felt on top of the world after our discussions on right. Wednesday night so yeah a lot of the things are are universal and we we kind of kept each other accountable we would console each other we would support one another you know we'd throw the same things out to the universe and mm -hmm. hope that it would come back you know tenfold for each of us yeah so I I agree. If if you don't have a group to do a book study with, I mean, just getting together like we do every other week or every week just to kind of talk about these things and share what we're doing and how we're doing it. And you're right. There shouldn't, there's, I know a lot of competitive people out there in the art world, mm -hmm. but it like if you're operating from an authentic place, there shouldn't be any competition because... My tree is going to look different than your tree. Oh, for sure. You know, your yeah. woman is going to look different than mine. Yeah. And your journal is going to look different because we're doing it from an authentic place. Right. Um, so exactly. there's, and there's plenty of room for all of us, right? There is plenty of room for all of us. And I would invite us all, all of us artists, to rally and be supportive of each other and share each other's ideas and things and posts and yep. just really share. It's yeah. all about sharing. Do you want to talk a little bit about our little forest excursion that we had out there in the woods? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because that one thing led to another on that one too. I know there were some good ideas that came from it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you were brave enough <laughs> to entertain my practice script for what we call Pleasures of Presence. Mm -hmm. and I was honored. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> and uh, so you, you went out, you came out on my property, and so I got to show that off a little bit. At one point, though, uh, we moved to an invitation called What's in Motion, and I kind of guide um, and assist folks with uh, sensory experiences out in the forest. And this one particularly focused on what's in motion. And we move at a very slow pace. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I didn't actually follow up with you. Did you find that you were moving slow enough to notice what was in motion? Or, or did you catch yourself and actually really make yourself slow down? Like... Well, I intentionally was already going slow. Okay. I decided, I think I made that kind of decision mm -hmm. before we started okay. to really 
get into this and be mindful and mm-hmm. really take these invitations seriously. Yeah. You know, like when you started the beginning meditation and you said, just find a spot that you're drawn to and become, well, I forget exactly your words, yeah, but I think that's the, at the very beginning where your eyes are closed mm-hmm. and you turn very slowly, but you find a direction to pause at or stop at that feels right to you. Yes. And, and sometimes you end up looking at a different place, you know, where you started. and But for some reason, that direction called to you. And so... And I was called in this direction of these two beautiful double trees. Mm-hmm. And I actually, in my journal later, I made a journal specifically for our forest. Cool. You know, I'm out into the forest all the time, too, at mm-hmm. home and um, just meditating and whatever walking and yeah. <laughs> just enjoying. Yeah. Um, and I've always thought of it as forest bathing, mm-hmm. but you have brought forest therapy to my attention. Mm-hmm. But I called the trees, the lover trees mm-hmm. in my journal entry, because that's what it felt like. It was just like wrapped in this love. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool. And, but yes, I was moving very slowly mm-hmm. and I also was really noticing my senses were ping, because of, yeah, the senses were heightened and it's all because of your invitations, mm-hmm. you know. I was really noticing the softest whisper in the leaves. Mm. Like I noticed that and yeah. I'm, I mean, I notice things out in the forest, you know, yeah. but it was really like tapped into cool. um, and this little tiny movement, barely, barely any movement. You can even see a leaf move on the ground from an insect walking under it if you're really paying attention. It's amazing. I know. Amazing. It is. And I love I love this. I love being out in the, in the woods anytime I can. Well, that's cool. But that was really awesome though. So that was fun. So then so then you we did slowly walk and mm-hmm. you I did say during the invitation feel free to go off trail. <laughs> Which of course. And Kim <laughs> Likes to break the rules. <laughs> she really went off trail. <laughs> I went off trail a lot. My, I was, was just like, ping. Yeah. But there was a reason you were drawn to this certain area in the forest. Mm-hmm. And I loved the artifacts that you found that called to you. So share what you found. Well, I will. I, first of all, will share with you too, part of my journal entry. Um, and I think I told you this even before we started my intention was to continue my journey that I'm working on, inner child, healing, and all that. And so my intention going out into the woods that day with you was digging for bones. That was the intention. It's written down. Like, I can't make this stuff up. And so I was drawn to move off of the path. You showed me this path that I could stay on if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. but I was welcome to go off path, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course I did. And I was drawn in a direction. Don't know. Well, I do know why. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it was literally like a clearing with bones. So we think it was a deer skull Yep. and multiple vertebrae mm-hmm. and a jawbone. I found yep. a jawbone with the teeth intact. Yep. I found another jawbone without the teeth intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyway, so I ended up picking up the deer, the deer skull and, and staying with that for a little while. And then I was drawn over to this area where there was water the little moving water, kind Mm -hmm. of a mini waterfall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that spot. And I was drawn to that. 
And I sat with my feet in the water and the, holding the deer skull under the water. Mm. It was very cathartic, mm-hmm. honestly. It was really, really powerful. I love, I love how you moved into that, and that's the yeah, whole purpose. Me too. You know, me your too. your experience is going to be different from the next participant. Oh, of course. And um, you know, the forest offers things, and you just have to be aware. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons why. There's a reason why you found those bones. And I didn't. And I tell you, I've been up and down that trail, you know, a few dozen times, kind of clearing it for my own purposes. And I never ran across those. I mean, right. they were just beyond the trail. But mm-hmm. you found them. And mm-hmm. I just, there's a reason for that. Absolutely. So I think that's really, really cool. So today, I think we're going to do a new invitation around water. So. I'm excited because Rocky Fork State Park is beautiful Mm -hmm. and there's a beautiful river that runs through it and with the fall colors and this beautiful sunny day I think we should take advantage of it because I saw a snowflake in the forecast believe it or not oh no (laughs) don't even tell me that I'm serious girl I am serious you've got to be kidding me I am not oh my gosh I'm like I think I'm 2,000 feet above sea level here and we're pretty high up too where we are so I am curious I'll take a look no, thank you. Oh, the snowflake disappeared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going down to 27 Ooh. later this week. So. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So. Well, let's let's talk a little more about the forest therapy day. What happened when we came out of the forest? For one thing, I loved how you had that table set up outside. Yes. With some art supplies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was just very inviting. So that's something that I hope next spring to introduce to participants that come on a on a walk with me. Mm-hmm. And so having this big table with art supplies and big papers spread out, I just invited you to respond to what you experienced in the woods. And a little bit of what you see on that painting I developed from that piece of paper. And mm-hmm. it was it's the river, of course with the the water ripples and the, the stones going through the middle of the, the painting. I I loved how yeah, um, love you you brought that painting home to your studio and I think you added more layers. Uh did you develop that a little more as you kind of processed your visit in the forest? Or did you put it on canvas or? No, it was just on paper and I just did the whole thing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think our time together making the art after our little forest visit. Yeah. It just kind of flowed right out. Yeah. (laughs) It was, you know what happened is you and I both were, we were sitting at the table and we were like, wow, look at the cool shadows. Oh, from the trees. That the leaves and trees are making on this paper. And so we both started just intuitively chasing the, yeah. See, isn't that fun? It is. And then we both went in two totally different directions Mm -hmm. and mine took off in that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what was funny is that tree popped right up in the middle. (laughs) Big tree. And that was so fun. I I love, again, one thing leads to another. Exactly. Really cool. If we're paying attention. Yeah. I think that's the key is just pay attention and see where things take you. Yeah. I, there's there's reasons why things happen and come into your life. Mm-hmm. You just have to be open to, to seeing them and hearing them. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we <sighs> say goodbye? No, I th- I love I loved our our artist date, and I hope that we can keep doing those. And um, 
we still have to do the Asheville Museum of Art. Absolutely. I and love that museum. We're supposed to go out to Penland and take a look at that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we will be going to Penland. And at the moment, we're going to walk out into the woods. We're going to do a water invitation that I just wrote. And maybe you will hear about it on the next episode. Be sure to go over to my Instagram or Leslie's Instagram. Links will be in the podcast notes. And enter our giveaway that's coming up. We talked about it a little bit on our last episode, but we do have a giveaway inspired by our talk about studios Mm -hmm. on a couple of episodes ago. And Leslie and I both are getting some fun little treasures together from both of our studios, and we will package them up and be shipping them out to whoever wins the drawing on 11-11 on our 11th episode. It's also Veterans Day, too. And it's Veterans Day. How cool is that? (laughs) Another reason to celebrate. That's right. We'll be celebrating Rob Campbell. Yep, and many others. Colonel Rob Campbell. Many others. (laughs) And many, many others. Yeah. And so, yeah, sign up for the giveaway. All you have to do is just, you know, read read it and put your name in the comments and tag somebody and all that. All that good stuff. Yeah, don't miss it because we got some good stuff we're going to be sending out to you. Yeah. So thank you for listening and have a happy day or night. Yeah. And come out and visit Asheville. Visit the Black College Museum. Yeah. If you're in our neck of the woods, um, let us know. We'd love to meet up. Yeah. All right. See you, Kim. Bye. Bye.